0: Relevant content for our members, by our members. This is TMC
1: Connect. (laughs) Happy Friday, everyone. Rich Swerbinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here. Once again, with the rundown with Rob and Rich, we just started broadcasting live. We'll let the room fill up and we'll go ahead and get started. Super Bowl, fellas! What a what a game! We'll start there while people. Did you, uh, Rich? Did you watch the Super Bowl by chance? I, I caught a little bit of it. Yeah, so. But uh, <laughs>
0: I know you want, I know you skip ahead to the ads. You record it just to the watch
1: ads the ads this year. Honestly, I, I thought the ads have been horrible the last few years. I thought this year they were great. Some old school, the Caddyshack homage. I love the. the that was ads. great. Yeah. So, Alex, did you have a rooting interest in the game?
2: I don't know about, I, I, Yeah, yes, my rooting interest was an amazing game. That's all I wanted to see, and it did not disappoint. My only, my only mistake was I told everybody for a week straight, man, this game, they could score over 70 points in this game easily. My only mistake is not putting money on that. <laughs> not putting money on saying, "Hey, they're going to score that many points," and then they did. They ran away with it. So. Third, third
1: highest scoring Super Bowl ever. Uh, one of the closest I've, I've seen. A couple really smart people make the case greatest Super Bowl ever. I think it's hard to make the argument. It's not in one of the top five greatest games when you add it all up. Mahomes one oh. intercept, one incompletion in the second half on a ball he threw away. They score on all four drives. Pretty much plays a perfect half of football on, on one leg.
2: Incredible. On one leg. That's the best part. On one leg. Yeah. Just like just like Rob when he plays basketball. Yeah, exactly. And still <laughs> be bad seven.
1: ankle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy Friday, everyone. Rich Swabinski with the Mortgage Collaborative here. Once again with the rundown with Rob and Rich, where we take you into the weekend by running through the week that was in the mortgage industry. And as always, pleased to be joined my esteemed colleague and co-host, Rob Crisman. Rob. Great to see. You. Are you on the home at the home front today? With the, or is that just is that a bookshelf in the background, a uh, fake uh, background to make you look more astute? It's a <laughs> virtual bookshelf. Okay. I like it. I like it. I like I'm actually it. in
0: a phone booth in the Midwest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it adds like 11, 12 points of the IQ, that that bookshelf in the background. So uh and this week, really pleased uh to be joined by a special co-host, long time <laughs> friend of the network. You most people know him as like the chief everything of one of the most popular uh companies ever in our network, sales boomerang. About a year ago, two great companies, sales boomerang and mortgage coach, kind of came together under the same umbrella. And then just earlier this week, Alex, I'll I'll let you break the news. I know a lot of people have heard it already, but just some super exciting news you guys announced earlier. Yeah, you,
2: you want me to break the news the same way I broke it live on on uh on Valentine's Day? Let's do Look, it. Let's just let's just share the news for everyone. There it is. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. So we just we we you know we renamed uh, and realigned our our mission. Uh, y- yes, sir. So, <laughs> Trust Engine. Good name. All small letters.
0: Hmm. Yes. Did a marketing firm come up with it Did a marketing firm say all small they, no no capital T no capital E I mean tell tell the tell the audience about how this how this was derived
2: Yeah so this is great so I'll, I'll explain the so it's interesting Rob when we write it in let's say LinkedIn it is going to be capital T capital e when it is a brand when it's a logo when it's the icon when it's you know something like I'm wearing it you can see the icons on here. It's going to be design friendly and in the new age of where we are going as as an entire world and and how people look at brands, you'll find that you're going to see a lot of lowercase letters now because it's it's a little bit depending on what you want your brand to represent. It's a little bit friendlier. It's a little bit more inviting. It's not so like, you know concrete big letters everywhere it's like oh this might be uh, intimidating we want it to be inviting the colors are all about inviting all about hey we want to we want you to know that you can trust us just like your borrowers are going to be able to trust you Um, and so that's the concept behind the naming and some of the coloring or or the or the 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 font uh, style but the name itself came from literally us imagining the experience a hundred years ago where a family could walk into a bank and ask for a loan and the banker says you know i grew up with your father i i believe in your name i believe in who you are and i trust that when we give you this loan you'll pay back reached out their hand shook their hand and they got the money as a matter of fact i'm watching a show on history channel called the food that built america and the very first episode is john kellogg and william kellogg and john was the doctor that invented you know the, all the different food that, that help people's stomachs, right? And his brother, William, was like, stop keeping it for our patients, give it to the world. And his brother's like, no, it's only for our patients. Well, William went and bought him out. And where did he get the money from? Friends, family, but the biggest check came from a bank. And in that show, they said the banker pretty much said, we trust the Kellogg name, <laughs> here's the money, <laughs> right? And that and that's how it went. And so that's, we, we call it a trust engine with the, with the North Star as the icon, which is the most reliable symbol in human history. We look up, we see the North Star, we know we're heading in the right direction. And so very purposeful with the name, the colors, the fonts, everything.
1: I love it, wow. awesome. The lowercase, I live with four teenagers, God help me. They yeah. all, like, when they have to communicate formally for papers, they write the right way. But when they communicate with each other, they write in all lowercase. And I always, I'm like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure they're like, why would we not? It looks better. It's easier. Like, you know, it's not a paper. Like, you know, it's just interesting. It's our new logo, TMC. We did it all in lowercase, actually, after See? batting See? around a little bit. But so.
2: Yeah, it's friendlier. Like like a lowercase letter isn't like when you put everything in uppercases. Just imagine you ever get an email from somebody that likes to write in uppercases. You're like, stop yelling at me. <laughs> and it's and so those like, people I think have been shamed
1: almost out of existence but remember back in the early day of email there were a lot of caps only people I mean yes. those people were insane I mean if, if you if you were a caps only person you probably should seek some sort of mental help honestly even if you've beat it
2: so uh, but that's the point see so so lowercase is just friendlier. it's just I feel like I would be safe talking to someone that has all lowercases around them, right? So so we, that's why I'm guessing TMC was making that decision, a little bit more inviting, a little bit rounder, right? Uppercase is a little yeah. bit more boxier. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, good reasons. Well, a little
1: diversion, but I like that diversion. Good good conversation about uh, some things that have nothing to do with mortgage, but potentially more interesting to the audience. So, Rich, that's my specialty, right?
0: That, that's my role <laughs> right. in, this, in this
2: conversation is to do everything except mortgage, except the economy. <laughs> I'm I'm going to assume that your statement is accurate, Rich, because the number of the audience just grew by 25. percent So maybe they did enjoy talking about logos and colors. <laughs> it's the
1: beauty of the live audience track; you can kind of tell, like you know, you see that number falling off. It's it's time to time to switch tracks, but uh, that's right. Let's hope that doesn't happen here when we actually get into real mortgage news. So let's go ahead and get into it at least for the start here. And Rob, I'm going to start the way I've started this show almost every week for many months now, and it's talking about broader economic numbers and direction another two big numbers a huge jobs number for january that we talked about last friday was fresh news uh and then this week we get a big time retail sales number for january way bigger than anybody expected um and it's kind of got the bond market understandably a little freaked out right we we're kind of going in the right direction and now we've get-
0: lost we've lost alex rich i mean we've lost alex he's 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 Playing the millennial card and and conversing in the chat room while you and I are having a conversation about
2: world economics. <laughs> Listen, I, we uh, want
1: Alex Day to control the show. It'll be highly more
2: entertaining having known Alex for a long time. I, I'm I'm trying to be engaging, Rob. I want I want people to know that I'm, I see them, I hear them. I want to be part of the conversation. We're not just a panel here.
0: Go we're, ahead, Alex. We're, we're we'll, part of the people. Alex, we'll we'll yell your name out when we're uh, ready for you. Just go back to building your brand. Here I'm just right, I'm just going to I'm just going to do this I'm
2: just
1: this this will be me for the rest
2: of <laughs>
1: <laughs> good 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 I, I love you. so you're th- I mean Rob you know we've talked that we beat this up a little bit but I mean people why do people keep why do you think people are spending money so far beyond what a lot of people whose job it is to predict these things think is it underestimating the side hustle is it that Americans are just maybe optimistic about the future, you know, more so than normal. So where they're spending on things now that maybe otherwise they wouldn't, or is it maybe some other factor? I, I still think there's
0: pent up demand for goods and services. And we came last year, I remember talking about this on the show. We, we come out of the pandemic and the families that could not take their kids to Disneyland, to Disney world, they wanted to do that. They wanted to go out. They wanted to buy you know, new clothes, they wanted to buy new shoes, they wanted to buy a new car and so forth. And so it really strained the supply chain. And so, you know, we watched inflation go up dramatically, and we're still dealing with that. I still think there's 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 spending to be done. I was listening to uh, uh, an economist, actually, a, more of a, like a home builder economist on uh, Bloomberg radio this morning, who were saying they were saying that, first of all, Home builder stocks you know as a whole like a basket Lennar and so forth the publicly held publicly traded builders are up about 50 percent since last summer so if you'd had a basket in your 401k of just home builder stocks hats off to you yeah that's great. the home builder stocks have skyrocketed and you have what's out there not necessarily not a lot of new homes being built but a lot of remodeling. Certainly, builder confidence is up dramatically, but people have pent-up needs, and we saw a fair amount of that during the pandemic. You know, gee, if I'm going to work from home, I want to build an office. We need another bedroom. We need another story, whatever it is. But I think that's continued on, and I think what people are spending on is not only uh, remodeling, but also fixing up, not necessarily remodeling, but fixing up their existing homes. Whether it's adding new fixtures in the bathroom, new paint, new carpet, or whatever it is, and on top of that, you have this builder optimism that, despite the building numbers and starter home numbers being down, builders are pretty optimistic as we get into uh, you know late winter here into the early spring that things are going okay. But in other parts of the economy, I think people people still need you know certain things. I I will, however, always take the, the contrarian point of view. You know, how many, how many iPhones do you need? You know, you buy, hopefully buy one iPhone and you're done for, you know, 10 or 15 years. Uh, a lot of people would disagree with that, but there
2: continues to be <laughs> too,
0: too max. So ten, spending
2: 10 or 15 months. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> what happens to all these, you know, I've still got my flip phone around here somewhere, but nonetheless, <laughs> there there is spending going on the uh, the inflation numbers that we saw this week you know the consumer price index the producer price index very strong the we were reminded that the us economy is like a, a aircraft carrier in terms of trying to turn it and the federal reserve's activities are they aren't falling on deaf ears and they have had an impact but you know it made it clear that we're not done raising uh, or the federal reserve through its open market committee isn't done raising short-term rates. And so, you know, I think we're we're seeing that reflected to some extent in the stock market, to some extent in the bond market. And you know, the US economy is 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 pretty good. I won't I won't mention the R word or talk about any kind of public parking lot, you know, being full, but <laughs> you know, we've been talking about some, well, I will mention it. We've been talking about, you know, these experts have been talking about recession, recession, recession for like a year or two now. I just, I still don't see it. Still gonna, don't see it.
1: Alex, you guys, so much consumer data on the front end, on the back end, um, you know, seemingly well positioned, this general topic, right? Like consumer yeah. trends, consumer behaviors, anything you guys are seeing in your data that, Scratches my itch of why are people spending money so much beyond what they probably should be?
2: Well, you know, I mean, we we most definitely have a lot of consumer data. Most of it is tying back to mortgage so that we can help banks and mortgage companies. Obviously, um, we have seen some amazing uh, uh, upticks in general right now in the mortgage space, which we can get to in a second. But if I had to take a wild guess, or maybe an educated guess, I could say about why people are spending more than than they've ever spent. I think it, I think the pandemic, COVID, still has a lot to do with it. I still I still seems like people uh, right now, especially from a little bit of pent up demand of I can't move, I can't I, you know I'm staying put. I, I don't want to move into a seven percent whatever whatever their reasons were for staying. What I think, and you probably see a ramp and and it's going to happen this year in the beginning of this year too, is look, if I'm spending more time at home, I want to be comfortable. Exactly what Rob said. Like that's, that's, that's just a fact. Um, I think a lot of people are saying, if I'm going to not be moving around a bunch and not just spending money to spend it, I'm actually going to spend on what I want and I'm going to pay a higher price for quality now. Okay. That we've seen too. Um, And right now, I think what's happening this quarter is I think you're going to see a lot of people making changes to their houses because they're anticipating the ability to really move their properties this year. Um, And and I think you're going to see a lot of that, you know, uh, going on. So that would be that would be my my guess. Um, You know, when we look at numbers, though, if we go to the mortgage, thinking about mortgage, you know, we're able to see activity. We're able to track is the industry starting to, to, to turn. And we started to see in January before we heard all the positive things happening in January, that it was going to be a good January. We saw all, all the different activities in, in how people are, are utilizing their credit cards, how people are, are, are shopping for mortgages. Um what what they're inquiring about, it's not just about a mortgage. We're seeing a lot of HELOC increases, right? We can see the difference that people are looking to use their money in their house to do something either in their house um or or utilize it for self for self-care and not not other things. And so, um, I think we have seen the numbers get back to October numbers already, uh, actually before October numbers. So we're starting to see a turnaround simply because of the activity, uh, in, in all the different events that we track for our clients. So,
0: yeah. you know, I don't, uh, along those lines, Alex, I don't think <clears throat> we could discount the impact that, uh, trust engine is having on, you know, the spending economy, whether it's trust engine wear, trust engine boxers, trust engine tattoos, uh trust engine T-shirts. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's definitely moving the needle on GDP. So it's
2: 100 percent. We can't we can't keep the factories filled with with this stuff. It's it's incredible. Rob, I, I know yours is on the way. <laughs> that is a,
1: that is a, a fly jacket. I love that thing. I love the colors. Rob, you mentioned the Home Builder Confidence Index earlier, and that came out this week. And you know, we always joke about the sensationalistic headlines, but this was one of those, a biggest increase in over a decade. Um, There's a podcast, I, I'm a huge podcast nerd. There's a really good one, it's called Plain English. I think it's on the Ringer Network. It's a guy that kind of analyzes society and trends. And one of his most recent podcasts is about the US housing market and his theory, and this guy's got a pretty good track record, that everybody is wrong and that we are going to see huge, uh, if rates is with the caveat, if rates can stay in the fives to six is kind of where we are now. It's maybe a percent lower um, that you could see a huge amount of home purchase activity in the spring. Uh, and He made the argument so much so that it would put pressure on the Federal Reserve to ramp up their now kind of declining um, interest rate hikes. Uh, any thoughts on any of that?
0: I, I don't. I don't. Uh, I think. I think it's steady as she goes. For every for every buyer, there's a seller, <laughs> and there aren't. There's not a lot of new construction going on, or as much as the nation needs. Now, granted, new construction in certain markets, especially the starter home market, very you know flies off the shelf, no doubt. But the you know the higher end not so much and when you see these headlines certainly higher priced houses are lagging they're saying market's a little bit soft uh for various reasons but if you think about for every buyer there has to be a seller new home construction aside who is going to be selling who's who's selling their home i mean rich you just bought your home you're not you're not selling it I, you know, but I have I, a house. I
1: think the base of the base of his argument, to be fair, was that um, he was making the argument that because of like an underlying demand to buy houses in America, that you were going to start, an inventory is still challenged currently, that you were going to start to see prices come back up in the spring, prompting a lot of sellers to come off the sidelines. So, my example, I bought a house a little under two years ago. It's mm-hmm. gone up probably twenty percent in value. If it went up another ten, I would consider. I mean, don't doing tell what that. then? But, doing, but yeah.
0: what? Huh? doing what? I mean, Rich, I've got. I you know, you can always stay with me, Rich. But you know, mm. after six months, eight months, I'd probably want you to get your own place, right? <laughs> so, so you have to I'd figure in a yeah, with the Nolan
1: Ryan rookie cards, and uh, just give me a, a couple days down there, and uh, I'll find something else. <laughs> hey, Alex,
0: I don't know if you. I, I think you watch our show regularly, but last week, Rich. Like nothing up his sleeve, Rich Zerbinski pulls out like like a what was it, Mickey Mantle and somebody else. Rich, are they are they right there under your screen?
1: And I mean, I got I got this is my latest pickup. This is a, a Lee Smith rookie card, the great relief pitcher for the Cubs. So it's only about wow. a twenty or thirty dollar card, but it's a it's a cool card of a player I really liked as a kid and one of the greatest relief pitchers of all time. So sometimes so I'll that's tell that's you retirement my, uh, plan: baseball cards. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't go that far, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the audience, uh, the audience numbers are dipping down here. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, I I keep coming back to the story that I tell people when when uh, I go visit my parents many years ago, and they had bought a house in 1967, and a three bedroom, two and a half bath place in a little town called Saratoga near San Jose, south of uh, San Francisco, and you know, the, the values were going up and I'd say, mom, look at this, you know, this house over here sold for like 150,000. And she'd say, well, w- where are we going to live, Robert? Yeah. You know, when I, when I got scolded, it was Robert. Where are you, where are we going to live, Robert? I said, I don't know, mom. Well, you know, we have to live somewhere. So she did it to her. Once again, it was a home. It was not a house. It was a, it was a home. It wasn't a statistic. And so she always took the opinion that I've got to live somewhere and it's nice what values do, but we need to live somewhere. So that's great. If you, if you talk about the, the podcast, Rich, that you were listening to in terms of, well, I think, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of buying and selling and so forth, but where are the sellers going to go? Are they all going to go to I I just don't know where they're going to go. I mean, some of them obviously are going into assisted care facilities, you know, if they're in their eighties or nineties, but you know, baby boomers, Think they're going to live forever and they don't want to give up their homes. But, and there is some natural turnover, people downsizing and so forth. But I don't, I think, I think the housing market kind of steady as she goes going,
1: you know, throughout the year.
0: Yes, my, just my, so I just, my, point just my two worthless cents. Your, your you're, track you're, record's
2: mm-hmm. been great. So I, that's why I ask. So, Alex, your thoughts? <clears throat> yeah. What, what I'm, what what I'm hearing you say, Rob, is that like, hey, you may want to sell your home, but where are you going to go? So so the point is, until the inventory, and I love the statement, steady as she goes, until the inventory catches up in some capacity, even all the people that do want to sell their homes, they're going to be out looking for very long until they find where they actually want to go. Unless, of course, Rob, you open the door to everyone in the country, and then we can come live with you for a little while. Uh, but I could. I, I'd,
0: I'd be there for you. I'd be there for you. But you also have, Rich, the added complication. But there's millions of people out there with two and three quarters, 30 year fixed rate mortgages and they may want to downsize or they may want to go to move to Florida or, or Louisiana or Arizona or wherever, mm-hmm. but you know, that, that, that's a decent mortgage rate. So, yes. gee, do we sell or, you know what, maybe we can swing turning that into an investment property or, and then buy a little townhome outside of Phoenix. And so they, so maybe the rental market will be impacted, Speaking of which, you know, I, I'm asked occasionally, and this I was earlier this week in Spokane, and one of the topics was, what about these big companies that continue to buy up thousands of homes, uh, especially starter homes, uh, and what impact is, are these big companies having on on that? I would say yeah. a noticeable impact. Oh yeah. Um, some some would say, well, the numbers aren't that great, but I would argue that, especially at the lower end of the housing spectrum the three-bedroom, two-bath track home outside of Las Vegas or Phoenix or, or Miami or wherever, I'd say they are having an impact. And uh, and they've done very, very, very well with their portfolio of, of houses over the last several years. And with rents going up, I don't see them, you know, there's always talk about, oh, gee, if they start to unload their tens of thousands of homes, you know, what is that going to do to the price? And I, and I just think, I just I just don't see them unloading tens of thousands of starter homes onto the market. Um so yeah, I think it's I think we'll continue to see some tight inventory at certain price levels in certain parts of the nation. And I don't see any, you know, big swings. I we, we certainly don't need the housing market. Now you really got me going here, Rich. We really don't we really them don't want here we to here. We, we go really don't want to see the housing market go up another 20% in 2023. It it devastates the first-time home buyers. Absolutely, Yeah, you know, it's just it's terrible, terrible. We don't need that kind of price appreciation. So you know, three percent, five percent, seven percent, whatever it might be, but um, yeah, I don't
2: know. I'll stop. Yeah, I'll it's, stop a, it's a real ranting. I think it's. I think what you're saying, Rob, is a real. Is is the it's the tr- it's the truth. It's like it, I think there is an impact from from big businesses buying up these starter homes, and it is pricing people out. And and I think it is it is a challenge. I've actually been wondering myself, how does the real estate market combat this, how do we create a, a a better opportunity for first-time home buyers to find those homes and start becoming homeowners and, and um, the new age of the homeowners and what they're expecting, because I think the new age homeowners are gonna help the, the entire industry, real estate and mortgage industries, um, kind of get into the into the future of 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 where this industry is going. But the big businesses buying up properties, I mean, they're spending billions. It's not even like they buy one house. They're buying blocks. They're buying entire uh 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 developments. Like they'll literally buy up developments. And I think that's a I think that is a challenge. I don't know if there's anything to do about that or not. How do you prevent that from even happening? As we all move forward and try to navigate the future for our industry, I would say
1: like, you know, to get a good indication on where the housing market is going, watch those investors, right? They were gobbling up homes like madmen right before the spike and obviously stopped before the run-up. My exactly. favorite saying, follow the money. Something to track, and we'll do it on this show in the coming weeks and months, just investor activity in general. Is it picking up? Okay. Is it slowing down? and. Look to that as an indicator maybe for the broader market. So this is the rundown with Robin Rich. I'm Rich Swabinski with The Mortgage Collaborative, joined as always by Rob Chrisman. This week, the Chief Marketing and Visionary Officer for the newly dubbed Trust Engine, the union formerly of Sales Boomerang and Mortgage Coach, two awesome brands with literally hundreds of TMC member uh, customers. So, uh, Alex, uh, give quickly, I, you know, I think most people Rob, your hand is up. So Alex,
0: does this say first, first of all, do you even, do you even have a business card?
1: It's It's right there.
0: (laughs) So are you going to have VO under for visionary officer?
2: Um, no, it's CMO is the main title, but actually it's not a bad idea. You know,
0: a I, conversation I, I
2: carry starter. both titles but but I I like the the working title the title that makes me actually get in and get my hands dirty and produce things like this but I think visionary officer is just a fun thing to to carry with you once in a while because right. I was chief, I, get a lot of- I was Chief ROI booster remember that was that sales boomerang right. chief ROI booster Yeah the the titles are
0: I, I lose track one of the questions that I'm continually asked uh Alex is what is Dave Savage really like um you know how would you how would in you real life
2: <laughs> he is everything you all imagine he would be and much more in real life <laughs> <laughs> he he is he is the Dave. i have a great story about dave uh when i first met him uh you know he's taking me fly I, fishing this year by the way and he's like the master of this like yeah. he was a guide anyone sorry dave you're about to get lots of messages to take them fly fishing too um but when I went, in 2016 when we started development of, of Sales Boomerang and in 2017 when we launched, there was this guy who was like polarizing, and I'm like, man, this guy really knows how to captivate an audience and and drive attention. And that was Dave. And then I met him for the first time at an event in California, and it was it was just so interesting. Sorry, my screen in the background is about to black out there, and it was so interesting because somebody waved me over to his table, and I remember because I'm very competitive, and I remember coming in, I'm like, oh man, that's it, I'm gonna talk to Dave, I'm gonna show him who the new name in the mortgage industry is, and then he started talking, and I'm like, oh, I love this guy. <laughs> and then we're in business together, but I literally, I put on my game face, and I'm like, okay, this guy owns the LinkedIn world, everyone listens to him, he's the guy I need to compete with, and then we sat down, I'm like, man, now I know why everybody loves you.
0: <laughs> so the first, the first time I tried to meet him, Alex, uh, you're talking about a table full of people, it was like, it was like going to visit, uh, you know, Tony Soprano or something. Guy, like guys stood up and said, excuse me, sir, where are you going? I said, well, I was hoping to shake Dave's, Mr. Savage's hand. And they said, no, 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 you'll have to, you'll have to put that on hold for now and come back later.
1: You'll so have to I'm work. glad
2: you were able to get through.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah it,
2: it, it worked out. I got the nod. I got the, come on in, come on. <laughs> Another one of my
1: favorite sayings, been on jockeys, not on horses. And, uh, I saw the two you guys connected together, uh, that uh, pretty uh, arrow going up and uh, been easy to see all that's followed. So,
2: oh yes. Thank you. So, so a little bit about, about trust engine, what happened um, in, you know, how we came together. So you guys know, whoopsie you guys know that mortgage coach, incredible 25 plus years in the space. Um, We came in a little bit of a younger group and our entire mission has always been no borrower left behind. Like that's, that's been the mission. And one of the greatest things that happened in this mergers, Dave, Goes, we're adopting that. That is our mission. Like we, we need that to be our. This is a combined mission. This isn't one company's mission. It's, it's our mutual vision uh, mission now. And you know, when we started thinking about, our, you got two jockeys who dream big, right? And when we put our two heads together and we're like, okay, how are we going to really create this, this, this vision and bring it to life? One of the things we realized is that this industry has constantly been growing from within. Okay? It's like it's like how do we make this thing that we've been doing better than we did it yesterday? And there's been uh, there's been some real innovation that just absolutely transforms things, but it's 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 been little and little and little and the LOS was one of those things the POS uh, is one of those things. And so when we started to think about hey, there's a missing link which is trust in the industry and if we can elevate that, I think we could have a consumer base this is important a consumer base that trusts us the reason everyone gets all the shopping done is because somebody says something and they're like i don't believe you i'm gonna go check okay and and yes it's 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 a big asset it's very expensive so you should make sure you're making the right decision but you don't trust what you're hearing so you go and shop and check and double check and take your time and stretch things out and then come back and say i want to do this oh it's at seven percent again why did i make a decision a month ago right should have trusted me then so what we did, and I think the beauty of this, and anyone that was a, a, out uh, on the call for the launch, is we brought in two of the most brilliant ad tech and marketing tech uh, executives from that space who had clients like Coca-Cola, Uber, Netflix, and all of these companies came to Rich and Rich. Actually, Rich, they they got your name. They carry your name. Um, so Rich Labarca and Rich Harris, and Rich Harris is our CEO, they would, get calls from Coca-Cola and Zendesk and be like, hey, we have clients, we have data, we don't know how to make our clients do what we want with our messaging. Can you help us? And that is exactly what we wanna do in this space is we wanna be able to take the entire customer base of a lender and just teach them about their own advantages. What advantages do I have as a lender? Because each of us have unique advantages, each lender has a unique advantage, but it's been covered up by rates. It's been covered up by the same products that are being sold. But that's not true. Everyone does have an advantage, and I'll and i and I like to say it like this: You know, what's your Shaq advantage, right? When you have Shaquille O'Neal on your team, you're just going to win, right? So, what is your Shaq advantage? Like, what is inside your organization that if you can optimize that, you win? And so, with Trust Engine, we're taking all the 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 power of sales boomerang all the discovery inside your database and all the opportunities and all the presentation value and educational value for mortgage coach we're combining it to create a brand new platform that is not just using presentations but actually is using creative teasers this is one of the brilliant things coming out of rich and rich that worked in all those other industries those other industries realized that we need to give people nibbles snacks we can't feed them all the information at once and make them make a or ask them to make a decision. So those other industries created bite-sized, snackable content that gets somebody to go, mm, that tastes good. Can I have more? And in the mortgage industry, like rates, right. and we as consumers are like, I don't know what that means. And so we're not making decisions. And so what we're going to be doing is like, how do you get the consumer to go, I want to learn more. I, I, I that. That tasted good, give me more. And then you get them into an entire conversation about what their mortgage can look like. Besides that, it's all the trending data that we're about to be implementing um, that is like, hey, we're seeing your cash outs are up 12% here are the people that are buying cash outs and you have 1800 of those people in your database today and so um, from presentation to really uh trending uh signals that say hey here's where your focus should be and your advantage is right here so focus on that and don't try to compete with everyone else um so
1: i know one thing we always tell our members is mortgage technology it's a constant journey and not a destination you're never there So you need partners that are constantly reinvesting in their company, in their product. And that is the one thing we have seen the two companies under the new trust engine umbrella, just consistently do, constantly innovating, constantly evolving their product. And that's, I cannot tell you how many members of ours I have seen go to a tech vendor and then undo it like three years later. And the time and the money that goes into that is crazy.
2: Tremendous and and I I'll, and I'll just leave this this thought for everyone um and thank you for that compliment we 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 never want to rest on our success right okay great right let's keep going because there is there is a way to evolve and so to think about trust engine is to think about it this way today your borrowers are looking for the best loan trust engine makes the best loan find your borrower period the best loan is looking for your borrower instead of the other way around. And that is how you're gonna, you're gonna build trust back into the space Is that you're not making them work for it, it is finding them, so. Love it, good stuff. And any any TMC
1: members or non-members out there in the audience that wants to learn more, there's links in the chat, but come to our team. We, we What we do is we try to connect you with a current customer. Like when people are inquiring about a vendor, talk to somebody that's gonna be honest. And give you an honest account that is a big part of what we do and uh, happy to do that uh, with anybody that wants to learn more about the new Lee branded uh, trust engine so thank you for that we got about 10 minutes left all kinds of other stuff ice presidents out it looks like you know maybe Black Knights trying to sell him power to save the ice deal you got Jay Farner getting pushed out of rocket rocket suing you now is that is that fake news? So two things, Rich. First of all, I had my hand up earlier. Okay, sorry, I didn't see. So
0: look at uh, Alex's. uh, This is like Hollywood Squares. Alex's Mm. Alex's little box not only has his name, but on the right Mm. side, at least on my screen, Mm. Trust Engine. In fact, Trust Engine. I don't know how you did it, Alex, but Trust Engine is actually shining on my ceiling in this room. I, I don't know how you did it, but the technology. Uh, uh Rich, that that's a great quote. I hadn't heard that. That technology is a, a journey, not a destination. Um, mm-hmm. I think you should patent that. Second of all, so Jay Farner pushed out. I mean, he's been there 27 mid-40s. flipping years. What
1: CEO in their mid 40s but resigns? Come on. 27 years. Right, well, I'm just saying. You know, I, I mean, I, they're very competitive. They're probably not happy with the stock price. It would be my guess. I'm not, I don't know the guy. I'm sure he's great. Yeah. I don't,
0: I don't know him. I, I know Bill Emerson pretty well. Or, or I know Jay, him. that
1: guy's a bulldog. I mean, that, the guy that's filling in for him is one tough cookie. I, we spoke at our conference a couple of times before. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a tough character.
0: I, uh I don't know Jay very well at all, but I mean, 27 years, gosh.
1: Yeah. How long before Ishbia's Colin plays down to the Sun's sideline? What's <laughs> that? Uh, how long before Ishbia's Colin plays down to the Sun's
2: sideline?
1: You mean how, how long until, until he's the coach? Yeah. 10 games or next year? Uh, uh, cool. Matt,
0: you know, I would never bet against any of these guys or the the, the the mortgage industry, we are continually reminded about what good leadership looks like, and the ability to be aggressive and smart and keep your eyes on the horizon, but at the same time, get involved in the nitty gritty. And, uh, you know, good leaders are are good at that. And so when you think about when you hear these names like Matt Ishbier, or or Bill Cosgrove, or Bill Emerson, or, or, you know, whoever, Jim Park of TMC, uh, you know, it's a it's we're reminded about how good some of these people are and how savvy they are. And I wouldn't bet against any of them. You know, they're they're not in business for their health, put it that way.
2: Yeah, so I don't you're... I don't think
0: I don't think Jay Farner was pushed out necessarily. But you know, I mean 27 years, that's a long time. And maybe, maybe, you know, maybe just got bored. I mean, how long can you run a company? Well, like we Rocket? just
2: we just hired him last week. He's starting in. in <laughs> he's, the, he's, new, really? he's the new really He's the sales guy for us. He's our new he's our new sales guy. <laughs> What's his
0: title? What 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 title are you going to make up? Chief
2: Alex? sales <laughs> officer. <laughs> we need to come up with a better one for him he's the-, the farm foreigner officer that's all that's it yeah <laughs> the llpas it
1: kind of continues to be you know i will say uh sandra thompson was supposed to speak at our conference now she's sending a replacement i view that as good news because i i feel like just based on these scenarios where you can put down less money and get a better rate like I, that. There may be some revisions in the work. It's complete speculation, but uh, that would be a hopeful outcome there. Um, but uh. unfortunately,
0: unfortunately, most major investors have implemented or at least notified their clients that they are instituting those changes. Uh, a lot of a lot of word went out this week about loan level price adjustment changes. Uh, uh, just because of the lead time that correspondent like, you know, Home or Penny Mac or whoever need in terms of putting those rate, putting those price changes in place for rate locks coming in mm-hmm. with eventually fund that eventually get put into Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac securities, they need that kind of lead time. So a lot of changes have been put in place at this point. I'm, you know, I, I think a lot of the industry is hopeful that the FHFA through Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will, will tweak that or, or delay them. But uh, now, now a lot of the handwriting's on the wall.
1: Alex Rocket, UWM, the Ice Black Knight. We got the LLPAs. Any anything in there that uh, does anything for you on the news front?
2: I mean, I, I, I'm I'm just such a huge fan of of Matt Ishbia and the way that he just the way, like like Rob said, I would not bet against him. Like this guy has for a decade, right? Just just dominated the space. And to become the number one lender in the country, what, that was like at the end of last year or this year, they, they were named number one. Um, so I, I just, I'm just, I like to follow his news, anything that comes up about him, I'm just looking into it because he is he is willing to to push the envelope, he's willing to break all the rules um where everyone's playing by those rules he writes his own rules and then he puts them into action uh and so that gives him an unfair advantage and and uh and i i'm a fan of that so i i like all of that i also i also am hearing i don't know if you guys are hearing a ton about people using the chat you know mm. uh, systems yeah, now
1: he, yeah I, I caught rob mm. off guard with it last friday then he was oh my a- gosh oh my gosh yeah he was emailing a- <laughs> me and yeah i cut uh- He's going to write Rob's next book completely. (laughs) I think he realized he might be able to write his column for him. So he's thrust (laughs) all this attention into it.
0: Yeah, Chat GBP. It's a, uh, so, so a quick funny story about that, Rich, since uh, Robbie has been on the show here. Uh, Several years ago, before, obviously before my dad passed away, my dad and Robbie were talking and my dad said, Robbie, have you ever heard of the internet? (laughs) And so Robbie, when I, I asked Robbie after our show, Robbie, have you heard of the, whatever this is? And he said, Your question reminds me of Grandpa asking me if I've heard of the internet. So <laughs> he immediately put me in my place. Uh, several, several very nice people did some legwork and sent me, you know, information on it. Uh, I still don't know, you know, who owns it and how they make money. Or how it exactly works, but I think they're coming. Like, there's something with Microsoft and Bing or something, and there's some like a
1: new version coming out. I don't know. Rob, you this is know. the most watched show in the mortgage industry, streaming on the internet. You you're Surprised that you know the the popularity of the show hasn't uh, raised your attention level on all this. But
2: yes, Rob, you got to call eat me a letter, part, Rob. <laughs> what? Got to eat your own dog food, but not literally. But you watch the show, you got to learn from it.
0: I have, I have, I've learned about chat GDP, G, GPT, whatever the heck its name.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I had my, my first experience with that chat. I was, you know, being an advertiser, marketer, people, somebody that loves communication and language. I was like, all right, to take over my job, computer. Let's put you to the test. I was like, write me an ad for this. And I got to tell you, it was disappointing. Very disappointing. Um, however, I have recently, actually just yesterday um our cro uh casey he's like hey for some of these emails let's let's give this a prompt and i told him this is what the email needs to sound like like we're gonna write this and as we're talking he posts something in in our in our channel and i'm like well that's pretty good you just he's like I just said what you wanted to see in it, and put the details of enthusiasm, persuasion, fun. I'm like, you put all of that, and this is what came out. He said, "Yes." Like, now that's impressive, and it actually turned out much better, much better written uh, than than my experience about a month ago. And I wonder if they're making constant updates to it, but uh, it's it's definitely an assistant. To getting the ball rolling. I don't think it's the end all for anything, but it's the assistant for some people just can't get their engines revved up to be creative to start something. It will definitely get it started for you. And then you need to put yourself into it. Otherwise, anyone with the same prompt is going to have something similar. And you just don't want that personally. I I, I don't want that. I don't want to sound like anyone else. I want to make it my own. Story. I mean, yeah, at some point,
0: like, like, like people like, like Tom Lamalfa. Will be, uh, you know, is is Tom ever going to be obsolete in terms of his quizzing uh, executives at at national conferences? You know, let's hope not. Um, He does a good job. I I hope that I'm not made obsolete by some kind of, you know, some kind of software, but it's probably inevitable. And then what are we going to do all day, Alex? What are we going to do?
2: Oh, well, we're going to do the things we love to do which is this so we're gonna I'm just gonna talk fly, fly fish movie. with uh, dave savage that's one thing snowboard maybe again uh make music i like making art draw i don't know okay dan anyway
1: we're we're, <laughs> we're digressing actually we're out of time <laughs> we are just about out of time so uh any uh weekend plans and notes we'll start with uh you alex anything of note going on this weekend
2: Yes, so going out to dinner with uh, with our, our some of our new friends here from from Colorado is is a big deal, and then we're going to go skiing um, go. this weekend and next weekend back to back. And I, my ten year anniversary is next week, so that's that's our we're we're celebrating by going skiing.
1: Ah, congratulations! That's awesome. Thank you, thank Great. you, so, Rob. Weekend plans?
0: As soon as we're done here, I'm going to go play tennis with a one legged tennis player.
2: Is that true? It is true. He oh, uh, a, he's it, a Rob. Uh, with you, everything could be a joke. We don't know. We got to make sure know, this isn't a punchline. <laughs> with,
0: with this face, right? No, he <laughs> uh, he lost his leg uh, in a uh, tragic accident where a snowplow crossed the road and and mm. uh, oh. nailed him head on. He lost his leg, so he's got a titanium post. But um, he gets along. He gets around just
2: fine. Yeah, it's possible that he's even stronger now with the titanium, you know, leg. He could be careful. don't make him mad no. <laughs> right to the shin. <laughs> right to your ankle. <laughs> and to our attendees, thanks
1: as always for joining us, wrapping up the week with us. We're here every Friday at three pm. Eastern with the rundown with Robin Rich. You can find us on YouTube like an hour after this ends and on podcast where, the majority of you listen, you're starting to bleed into the live broadcast and go to mortgagecollaborative.com. go to our member event calendar and get signed up for that. So, Rob, looks like there's something you want to say before we go, though.
0: No, I'm just typing a response to uh, Andrew's uh, question about Jeremy Renner. Um, <laughs> it's It was a similar it's a similar kind of thing, although I don't think Jeremy lost a leg, but uh, snowplow kind of thing.
1: Nuts. Oh, rich what are you hey, doing hey. this weekend you Mal, know Mal
2: answering.
1: I, I didn't answer yeah i've got my daughters in a big competitive dancer so she's got her big dance showcase tomorrow night and then some drunken travel baseball fundraiser after that <laughs> and then yeah sunday recover get stuff done around the house chill out yeah, so. sounds like
2: it sounds like a good good uh good yeah. weekend i just oh. want to thank you guys by the way for having me on and and i love the show and i know. People are talking about it. Right? It's 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 a it's a movement. So keep it up. And and again, thank you so much for having me on. You guys are super fun to watch and listen to and educational. And, thank, thank you. you. Oh, man. And thank you. Always always bringing a lot of entertainment,
1: a lot of knowledge to the table. And this week with the great news about Trust Engine again, the the formal union under one name of Sales Boomerang and Mortgage Coach, two awesome brands that so many of our members are customers of. So Alex, appreciate you and
2: uh, thanks for coming on the show thank today, you guys. Thank you. And thank you, TMC, right. in general. Thanks, yeah,
1: absolutely. Jeff. Rob, have a good weekend. Everybody, we'll see you next Friday. Take care. Everybody. Good luck in tennis, Rob. Good luck, guys. Thank nice. you.
0: For more information about how you can get involved with TMC
1: Connect and witness the power of the network firsthand, please visit us at mortgagecollaborative.com.